lift up your name here today and we are in awe of you we bless your name to you belongs all the glory thank you for everything you've done both seen and unseen I welcome you Holy Spirit I pray that you unlock their hearts today and speak to the inner depths of their heart transform them today Lord by the power of your Holy Spirit I pray for every person here today that they may witness the true freedom that is in Christ Jesus that they may be free not only now but for the rest of their life thank you Lord for the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus I pray Lord that you restore every person here today allow them to be healed delivered restored and edified and we thank you for all that you're doing here and hearing every person's heart thank you Lord we honor you today we are who we are today because of you Lord and we thank you you get all the glory because apart from you there is no good thing thank you that you're the meaning of good of everything Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How are we all today? We're good. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for all coming. It's going to be a beautiful night. for tonight I left you in, in a bit of suspense uh, because um, the Holy Spirit visited me on Monday night in a dream and he, he spoke with me but not only for me he told me to give this message to every person here today I ask you humbly uh, not to think that I'm anything I'm just another believer like you but I'm connected to something bigger than me, and that is the Holy Spirit. And everyone has the right to have that relationship with the Holy Spirit, because He's God within man. Amen. God spoke to me in a dream, and it was so beautiful but very intense, and I'd like to share it with you here today. I think your approach to God from today will change. It's interesting, it's interesting because um, I've been plowing so much of the heart, exposing all the things that need to be surfaced and exposing the heart. Yes, we all agree with that for the ones who came. Last week, what did I speak about? A very common, a hidden sin in, in people's hearts today. And the Holy Spirit wants us to be free. So every person here struggles with a weakness of some kind and Jesus is willing to restore you from any situation. But it's beautiful how the Holy Spirit sh 
first thing you hear, you, you would like to hear. I pray humbly that you actually receive what I say. God can speak through anyone, and it's true. But I pray that you receive it today. The Bible says we did not choose God, but he chose us. And it's a beautiful thing to be part of his family. But something about me, since I started my journey, I've never settled for second best. I wanted the best that God has for me. And that means you will come to the end of yourself. And it's true. But what is the greatest way that you can come to the end of yourself? A lot of people don't know how to, do, how to get to the end of themselves. People think they have to lock themselves in their room or in the mountains or in the bush to get to that place. But it's a bit different when you know what God is after. So I like to share. So Monday night when I slept, I got teleported somewhere, but I'm not going to share that dream. I got teleported to a different country, and God showed me something. But that's for me, not for you. But what I'm going to share today is for everyone here. What I'm going to share today is for every person here. So the Holy Spirit took me in a dream, and he said to me, tell them not to take advantage of my hesed. So this is a word in Hebrew that I know about that I studied four years ago. And, 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 and the, word, the word hesed I'm going to show you today. He said, for, tell my people not to take advantage of my hesed, but I want you to teach them about what, what my hesed stands for and how it transforms them. And, and the word hesed in the Hebrew means God's mercy. <coughs> see, <laughs> see, if you look at the cross, before the cross, they had a thought that we need a mercy. And the Holy Spirit showed me from the Old Testament because it intrigues me. The word hesed from the Old, Testa uh, Old Testament is mentioned 251 times. And it covers every aspect of a person's journey so they can fulfill their calling. Meaning in every aspect is the common denominator for you to grow and receive and be the person you are in Christ. And I saw it. I saw it from the scriptures that I'm going to share with you today. And it will, change your, it will change your life because every, every altercation with Jesus in the New Testament, they cried out to him, son of David. And Jesus, that Jesus who was far, came right to them. So mercy is the gateway to what? Mercy is the gateway to faith. The Bible says without faith it's impossible to please him. The one who comes to him must believe he is and is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So what is the, what is the perfect recipe for faith today? We want to please God 
through faith? What is the, what is the, the perfect soil for faith to fall? Knowing and receiving the mercy of God. So many people ask me, how do you get results when you pray? Listen, before I gave mercy to anyone, I needed mercy from God. But that was the doorway to my healing. That was the doorway to my new identity. That was the doorway for me to be restored. Why? Because His mercies are? You can never get stuck when you know the mercy of God. It's true, right? The Holy Spirit said to me in a clear message, no word added or taken away. I want you to teach me about my hesed, which transforms them. But I don't want them to take advantage of it either. Now this is what he said to me, word for word. And I'm going to share with you that mercy also is the doorway for God to work through you. Through your old nature to form the new nature in you. And I'm going to show you in the scriptures today so you can understand how you contact God, how you contact Him and how you get results. And I'm going to share with you in the scriptures how important mercy is for you to understand what it was designed to do. So it was overwhelming when I heard that. But I did study it four years ago, Hesed. It's one of God's covenants from the Old Testament. And let me tell you something in my journey. The only thing that I've boasted in is in the mercy of God that's allowed me to soar from glory to glory. A lot of people ask me, thank you for your obedience, and, and I get that every week, but let me tell you something. My obedience was because of God's mercy. Because I know how much I was far off, but I've bought, been brought near by the blood of Christ. And what took Jesus to the cross? Mercy. We needed mercy. Mercy is the gateway and the doorway to forgiveness. True? And for you to be forgiven, then you can be cleansed. And then you can be washed. But where does it begin? Mercy of God. There's no boasting in mercy, let me tell you, that your eyes stay fix fixated on the cross. And you can never <laughs> eat from your flesh. But you will always be bowed down be to know where the tower comes from. So let's have a look. I haven't started yet. So I wrote it down here when I woke up. I don't want them to take advantage of my hesed anymore, but I want you to explain what hesed means and how it transforms them. This is exactly what I heard. Now God still speaks. He is the same yesterday and today and forever, but he speaks of things already written. He hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. We change. And in the latter days, there'll be more evil than good, unfortunately. So let's have a look. Whoever is following, 
The word hesed occurs in the Old Testament 251 times in 241 verses. It comes from the Strong's 2616 and 2617. It defines as God's goodness, God's kindness or God's loving kindness or God's faithfulness and God's favor. Now, where does grace come from? Favor means grace. Favor in the Old Testament is birthed by mercy. Isn't that a beautiful thing to know that, that we are under the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, but behind grace there is a deeper foundation of mercy. So let's have a look at some scriptures here. We go to Psalms 136, and I'm going to read the whole chapter. There's so much scripture here today, but I'm going to simplify in the way that I can. But let's go to Psalms 136, verse 1 to 26. For everyone here. Now, isn't it interesting where gratitude begins? Where gratitude begins in a person's heart. You, have you ever asked yourself, why can people worship God? God designed worship so we can sing about his mercy, his unfailing mercy that never ceases to dry up in our lives. And it begins here <laughs> showing you that the doorway to gratitude and being grateful is because Jesus had the mercy on you. Now, it's all over the old and the new, but listen, I have to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. I was preaching something and the Holy Spirit showed me in a dream. And I really believe this is me. Why he showed me this? Because I've been dealing with the old nature and digging up the hardest parts of the old nature in our life, hidden or not hidden. And the Holy Spirit showed me the way to be cleansed. And the way to sever that cord of your flesh that seems to destroy your journey with Christ. And last week was pretty intense, the first time that I preached about lust and about myself. And there's no need to cover up anything because I myself needed mercy. And that is the truth. We all need mercy. Unless you're like that Pharisee. Who doesn't need a doctor? So Psalms 136 verse 1. I don't want to explain it because I can spend an hour just on this. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. This is the word hesed. Give thanks to the Lord of lords for his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders for his mercy endures forever. To him who by wisdom made the heavens his mercy endures forever. To him who laid out the earth above the waters 
his mercy endures forever. Everything is formed by what? Mercy. When you get a hold of this mercy, your life will truly change. Let me tell you something. The gateway, the gateway to being humble, where God exalts you, it's mercy first. Because when you, when you receive his mercy, you can never take credit for anything but bow before the cross. And that is the truth. If you really understand this, you would bow and never take credit or never lift up proud before God. Isn't that the truth? Uh, next one, please. Uh, next one, please. To him who made the great lights, for his mercy endures forever. The sun to rule by day, his mercy endures forever. The moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endures forever. To him who struck Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endures forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endures forever. Well, yeah, well. It's good. <laughs> it is well. It is well. <laughs> with a strong hand and with an outstretched arm, his mercy endures forever. He's showing you everything that he done. It's because of his mercy. It, this, this is the perfect recipe to have a healthy relationship with the Lord. I tell you that. Next one, please. To him who divided the Red Sea in two, for his mercy endures forever. And made Israel pass through the midst of it, his mercy endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea, his mercy endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, his mercy endures forever. Can you see here in this scripture? It is the gateway for everything. Can you see? To him who struck down great kings, for his mercy endures forever. And slew famous kings, for his mercy endures forever. Sihon king and the Amorites of the Amorites, for his mercy endures forever. And Og king of Bashan, for his mercy endures forever. And gave their land as a heritage for his mercy endures forever. A heritage to Israel, his servant, for his mercy endures forever. Who, who remembered us in our lowly state for his mercy endures forever. And rescued us from our enemies 
for his mercy endures forever. Who gives food to all flesh, his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven, for his mercy endures forever. You see a whole chapter covering everything that happened in the Old Testament. So we keep going. I'll start with the New Testament. We go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to 5. Can I say it like this? Uh, Ephesians 2, verse 4 to 5. I don't think the internet likes this teaching. <laughs> the doorway before love, the doorway before salvation, it was birthed by the mercy of God. Now, can I say it like this? The measure, the measure of how you were cleansed determines the measure of mercy that you received. So the Bible says, Cleanse the, way the one who cleanses themselves in latter days will be used as instruments of God. The doorway to being cleansed is determined by the mercy of that you receive from God. And isn't it interesting that when the Holy Spirit begins to work and touch those areas in your life, can I tell you this humbly? You would only accept and plead for mercy to restore and fix and repair everything inside of you. You would never try to fix it in your own strength. Why? Because you weren't designed to fix it on your own. You weren't designed to fix any of your problems on your own. God designed a throne of grace so you can receive mercy in time of need. God never designed you to fix any of your problems in your own strength. He always got you to rely on Him. And by relying on him, you're pleading for one major thing in your life, the mercy of God. So the measure of how you were cleansed is birthed by the measure of mercy that you seek out. And it's not a one-off thing. It's something that you work with him. Because I really believe the flesh has many layers. Unbelief has many layers. Pride has many layers. Rebellion has many layers. It's not just severed and cut from your life. It has many layers as you grow. The Bible says, grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's just interesting that your growth is based on how you receive mercy and how you work with Him. Isn't that interesting? It says here, but God who is rich because of His great love with which he loved us, 
even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Now you begin to see here, you begin to see here the doorway to being loved and the doorway to being saved and the doorway to receiving grace begins with God who is rich in mercy. Now mercy has a lot to do with your identity and how you become a new man and established in your position in Christ. But if the Holy Spirit didn't come to me on Monday and share what I had to share now, we would miss out and not understand the depth and the value of mercy and how much we need to rely on Him to get it. We go to... We go to Titus chapter 3, verse 5, please. Look what it says here. It says, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Now you begin to see here how much we are in need of getting washed by God. It's based on knowing His mercy. Now let me keep going. We go to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, verse 10 to 14. Now, here he's talking about a sinner. He's talking about a sinner who went away justified. And it's just interesting here how Jesus puts that in here, showing you where you draw your strength from. It's interesting how this man here drew his strength from the Lord. He didn't ask for mercy. He knew what mercy can actually do. And mercy, it's true, it pardons you and it actually cleanses you. And it shows you what a Pharisee can do. How you can stop the mercy of God working in your life. And I really believe these are two believers here in this scripture of how a Pharisee operates which I really believe it's pride and how humility operates. So let's read it here. It says, Two men went up to pray. Two, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. And I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. 
I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Now, isn't it interesting that the doorway to humility is how you receive mercy? A lot of people tell me, how did you humble yourself before the Lord? I knew of his mercy towards me. So if I know about God's mercy, I'm going to go to his mercy to get washed and cleansed from everything that stands in the way of God. Is that true? It is true. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of the Lord and he'll exalt you. But before that, there's something deeper that God wants us to receive. Is that the doorway and the foundation of humility, it's mercy. There's no boasting when mercy is asked for. And isn't that the truth? But I just want you to see this. For all those who exalt themselves, for all those who compare, for all those who compare through jealousy and envy and pride, God keeps them down. And that is the truth. Anyone who tries to compare themselves is a Pharisee, unfortunately. They're trying to uh, erect themselves in a, in a place where it comes from self-righteousness. I really believe no one can fall into the place of self-righteousness when mercy has always been asked by God. No one can get in trouble with the flesh when mercy is at work. Because you're always assessing what? Your own heart. You're not looking outside to anyone. Isn't that true? When mercy is at your door and it's working on the soil of your heart, you can't look outside. But self-righteousness here, devoid of mercy or deficient of mercy, looks outside. <laughs> we go to the next one. Luke 17, 11 to 19. Luke 17, 11 to 19. Now it, now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. Now, I just want to show you how mercy allows Jesus to be drawn to you. Now, why would he put it there? It's not by mistake. How many people want to draw Jesus to their life? He's showing you how it actually happens. He says here, as he entered a certain village there, met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. But what was the portal for Jesus working and Jesus moving? Nothing's changed to this day. Nothing has changed. The mercy of God. Remember, when you're far off, 
and mercy is being worked and attributed in your heart, he's no longer far. He's close to you. You think it's simple teaching? It's actually the truth. It is actually the truth. Jesus, not, He's no more far away from you. He doesn't want a long list of prayer and how good you sound. Let me tell you this. Though you can sound good, he's interested in the work of mercy in your heart because that was his plan of why he sent Jesus to the cross. And believe me, when mercy is at work in your life, judgment, condemnation, attacking people, degrading people, belittling people can never be part of you because what you received you must give to others. And that's how you become a people's person like Christ was. That's why he was able to sit with them because they're in need of mercy, they're in need of a doctor. But I'm just showing you how Jesus comes to you. You don't have to manipulate your prayer or do a special prayer. He's after mercy. And it's the gateway for every aspect of your journey to grow and to be built up. We go to Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52. Now they came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still, commanding him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. Isn't that interesting how he says that? Isn't that interesting that when you cry and plead for mercy, you get Jesus' attention? Rise. You're going to have an appointment with him now. How many people here want an appointment with God? Now, I'm not talking about a blind person now. Maybe blind at heart. But I'm telling you how an appointment with Jesus happens. Because Jesus wants all his people to have an appointment with him, right? Isn't that true? Jesus wants you to encounter him. But can I tell you something? The core and the basis of you encountering Jesus is because of mercy. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. What does the Bible say? Many are called. You learn, you learn here what the Holy Spirit showed me on Monday night. You learn here, you would grow and you would flourish in Christ. Because it's, it's a simple teaching, but it's actually a divine power that sent Jesus to the cross. Mercy sent Jesus to the cross. You must know this. Mercy draws his attention to you. Mercy allows him to actually heal you. All those who are waiting, change your approach. Change your approach. Lord, I come as I am. 
I am in need of your mercy. Help me with whatever struggles you are going through. Change your approach. That is the fuel for the Holy Spirit to be birthed in you and to take you where you can never imagine. That is the fuel. Because a lot of our own flesh, which is self-righteousness, or our own strength, that is not the Holy Spirit's getting in the way of what mercy was designed only to do. And I encourage you, it is the truth. So Jesus stood still, commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabuni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. Well, what was the door for faith? You see the soil? I always wondered before, long time ago, what is the perfect soil for me to grow in my faith? Is it how much I read or how much I read to receive mercy? Now in saying that, let me finish this. Then Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Now this is not talking about a spiritual blind. This is not talking about a physical blindness. This is a spiritual blindness. Because he's following him now on the path with Christ. But this for another topic. Yeah. We go to Matthew chapter 9, verse 27 to 31. I don't think I've read that one yet. So Matthew 9, 27 to 31. I think we... Have we paid our internet bill? I'm <laughs> <laughs> joking, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, let's have a read, let's have a read. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. Can I ask you a question? Why two? Why were there two blind men here? Can anyone have a go at this? Why were there two blind men here? The Holy Spirit showed me this. Why were there two blind men here? What does the Old Testament represent? The what, sorry? The law and prophets. Good. So when Jesus departed from there, two, the law and the prophets followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. Let me keep going. I'll show you what. And when he had come into the house, the blind man came to him and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them, saying, See that no one knows it. Why did he say that? Because he didn't go to the cross yet. 
they saw freedom there in the law and the prophets testifying to Jesus. And he said, don't tell anyone because I have to go to the cross, then everyone else will receive mercy. Do you get it? I hope you do. And their eyes were opened. Remember when the two tabernacles, one for Moses and one for, and only one who was standing? Jesus. And Jesus sternly warned them, saying, see that no one knows it. But when they had departed, they spread the news about him in all that country. So it's a beautiful thing to know what mercy does. And let me tell you something. This is the doorway of how I became who I am today. Though I'm nothing in the flesh, this is how I learned to walk with Jesus. And he's no respecter of man. And he's not. But if you can understand this, you would become even greater to understand where you draw your strength from to actually transform and be changed. And there's many other things, but this is the core. For the Holy Spirit to tell me in the dream, I don't want them to take advantage. Many people have taken advantage of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Many people have taken advantage of His mercy. You know, you know, the, you know the, the greatest thing that the Holy Spirit showed me now in the body of Christ? Can I share with you? You know the greatest thing that He's shown me now? The greatest enemy of the cross? People not interested in Him. They're not interested in fellowship. They're not interested in gathering for the Holy Spirit. They're not interested in doing the work of God. They just lost interest. That's the enemy. Of, that's the Antichrist now. Now, in this, in this season, you begin to ask yourself, when's the last time you saved someone? When's the last time you went out to seek and save the lost? When's the last time you, you fell flat on your face and worshipped him day and night until he spoke with you? You begin to see people have lost interest. They've grown, they've grown cold. That's the enemy now we're in. They've, they've made Jesus a part of their life where he is the meaning of life. And if you're cut to the heart, so be it. But it's the truth. Rather hear it from brothers and sisters than too late. And this is not emotional preaching, it's the actual truth. When's the last time you worried about God's business? When's the last time you worried about God's business, which is the kingdom? People have lost interest. And in this place, by God's grace, we will not. You'll be kept on your toes. Go to Romans chapter 12, verse 1, please. Now, isn't it interesting here? He's talking about presenting yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable worship. And I've been preaching about this. Look what it says here. By the what? The mercies of God. 
See, once you understand the mercy of God, what does that tell you? You're not your own anymore. You don't belong to yourself anymore. You must understand the gateway and the portal of what mercy was designed to do inside of you. You're not your own anymore. Have I read Luke 18? Yes, I have. Luke 18, 10 to 14. I've read that, right? Okay. Go to Luke chapter Luke chapter one, verse forty-six to fifty-six. This is the song of Mary that she sang. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he is mighty and has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who from nothing has changed nothing has changed I'll stop that there I'll go to Matthew chapter 9 verse 10 to 13 Now, this is an interesting scripture because here he's speaking about a doctor. Now, we have a spiritu spiritual doctor being Jesus, right? And imagine all the spiritual things that he needs to heal inside of us. And all the things, is that funny, is it? So while Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Now I'm not focusing there, please. On hearing this, Jesus said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. They were good at sacrificing things for God, but Jesus was interested in the most important thing, is mercy. Isn't it interesting that mercy allows Jesus, the doctor, to heal you 
from everything that needs to be healed. Isn't that interesting for us to know that, that the way that the Holy Spirit can actually work and restore us is on the basis when we understand His mercy. Isn't it interesting that the opposite of mercy here is a critical heart, always seeing the wrong and the negative in every situation? You know how many people I meet like this? They always, they always pick up on the negative things. They always pick up on what they need to do for God rather than what God has actually done them in that present time. It's sad. But those people can never grow until they repent. You know, I sit with people, they're operating whether jealousy, jealousy or envy or a critical heart or a judgmental heart or a con con condem condemnation heart. They're always looking at what pe a person should be doing rather than what, how Christ has brought them to this place. And it's actually sad because Jesus saying, you don't need a doctor anymore. You're your own doctor. It's actually true. Jesus saying that, that you're your own doctor. I, I didn't come for you. I came for the ones who are actually relying on my mercy to cleanse them. You know, people, I always sit with people, they always have an opinion about other people, what others are doing for God. They always, in a, it seems always to go to a negative way. And Jesus is saying, I can't work with these people. And this will destroy us if we don't understand this. That Jesus came for those who are in need of a doctor. Jesus is our great doctor. But he's showing here that he can't, he can't work with people who are critical, judgmental, always looking at negative things, always fighting, always attacking. He cannot work with these people. And a doctor, a spiritual doctor was designed for what? To actually heal every and mend every part of your life. Isn't that the truth? So can I tell you something? Stop doing this. Simple. Don't do this. If you have nothing to say that is good and blessed by God, don't say it and let God repair your heart if you've fallen into that place where you're highly critical, always looking at the negative things, always exposing negative things. Let God heal you from this. But come as you are and ask for His mercy to restore this area of your heart. Now every single one of us has done this in a part of our life. But I'm telling you something. I imagine the doctor stops working in you, the spiritual doctor being Jesus. You become a doctor to yourself. And that's not a healthy place. Let me tell you that now. You'll be miserable. I always see people, there's always tension, there's always arguments, there's always conflict in their life. And Jesus is saying, I can't be their doctor. And do you want to treat the mercy of Jesus like that in your life? But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy. They were so good at sacrificing. They were so good at giving up things for God. For I have not come to call the righteous but sinners.
We go to Luke chapter 1, verse 67 to 80. This is Zechariah's prophecy after um, the, the, um, God allowed him to see Jesus inside of Mary. And then he departed after that. Now his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. The oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. In holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from our high has visited us. What visited us? His tender mercy. Through the tender mercy of our God, the sensitive mercy of God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us. to give light to those who sit in darkness and shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. So the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the desert to the day of his manifestation to Israel. Now, I'll read a little bit of scripture from the Old Testament. I think I showed you from the New Testament what allows Jesus to be drawn near to you. Now everyone here wants Jesus to be drawn near to them, right? Yeah. What's your approach to God now? By your mercy is the beginning. So let's have a read some scriptures here. Let's go to Psalms 51, verse 1 to 2. Now, this is very important here. When one, when one needs to be cleansed or washed by the Lord, look how he approached God. Nothing has changed. It says here, and I'm going to read him very quickly, but I just want to show you. Every approach that brought results, that brought, that brought power, that brought healing, that brought deliverance, that brought God to speak and to comfort 
was all manifested by His mercy. Everything. So it says, Ye have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgression. So we go again. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 6. Now this is a very big one here. Now this is massive here. Because iniquity... Iniquity is something that you fed for a long period of time that's become part of your lifestyle where you just sin every day, if I can put it in a nutshell. Iniquity is something that you fed on for a very long time, whether it be pride, rebellion, sinful nature, whatever it is. That's become part of you and your character and your personality. You know how I say it like this? You know people have a personality where they hear something good, straight away they get jealous. Or straight away they become prideful. Straight away they slander. Straight away they begin to gossip. This is a deep-rooted iniquity. And iniquity can get passed down from generation to generation. That's the dangerous part. But let me show you here. It says, In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. Now, isn't it interesting? The doorway to God cleansing you is birthed by iniquity, uh, birthed by mercy. Now we go to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27 to 28 in the Amplified. Now this is very important, this scripture. I want you all to pay attention. Because this is talking about the candle of the Lord, the Holy Spirit searching. I want to show you this. <coughs> now look at this here. So Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27 to 28, it says the Spirit... The conscience of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching and examining all the innermost parts of his being. Now, where, do, where does the Holy Spirit search? Your conscience. We have a conscience. And look here what it says here. It's, it's really mercy only. It's only mercy and truth, but this is a, another translation because I just wanted you to see that word, conscience. So it says here, Loyalty and mercy, truth and faithfulness protect the king and he upholds his throne by loving kindness. That word there is hesed. So you begin to see what is the doorway for the Holy Spirit searching your conscience when mercy is established in you. Let's go to Hosea chapter 4. Everyone knows Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, right? What does it say? Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, my people are? Now let's read, let's read what it says before that. Let's see what it says before that. Let's go to verse 1. God had an issue with his people. God had an issue with his people because they forgot the mercy of God. 
Now, knowledge, knowledge was given on the basis of all mercy. You need to understand this. Knowledge by itself without mercy remains just knowledge. God gave you knowledge to birth mercy in you. Because God the Father birthed Jesus because of mercy. Now look what it says here. It says, Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. For the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. Now look what it says here. He talks about truth and knowledge. He doesn't speak about anything else but mercy. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. Now you see that now. You read Hebrews 4, uh, Hosea 4, 6, you see my people are destroyed. They're destroyed because they've lost mercy. Because God is mercy. So when anyone loses their way, it's sad for a person to become judgmental, um, critical, attacking, slandering. They've lost a major thing. Who is God? The mercy. Because that, that itself avoids all evil when you walk in the mercy of God, right? It says, By swearing and lying, killing and stealing, and committing adultery, they break all restraint with bloodshed upon bloodshed. Therefore the land will mourn, and everyone who dwells there will waste away with the beast of the field and the birds of the air. Even the fish of the sea will be taken away. Now let no man contend or rebuke another, for your people are like those who contend with the priest. Therefore you shall stumble in the day, the prophet also shall stumble within you in the night, and I will destroy your mother. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God. What was the law of God? Mercy. What does James say? Mercy will be shown to all those who have shown mercy. Mercy will be shown to everyone who has shown mercy. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Now Jesus, now in the New Testament, hasn't changed, hasn't changed in James chapter 2. Mercy will be shown to all those who have shown mercy. It says mercy triumphs over judgment. Nothing has changed. So when a person operates outside of mercy, unfortunately he operates like a Pharisee. Look at the good that I'm doing for God. Look down on everyone else. Pride, unfortunately, begins to operate in their life. They can't come to the level of people to win people. I'm just showing you how deep it is. Psalms 85.10, please. I'll, I'll close up last two scriptures. I had probably another 40 more. 
as she did. You know, I see one scripture say, wow, that's amazing, wow, that's amazing, right? that's even better. And I said, how are you going to put them all together? <laughs> Literally. Why? Because I want you to see it. I want you to see it. How beautiful the mercy of God is. Uh, next scripture, someone. Psalms 85.10. Bit of turbulence. Now look at this here. Why did Jesus give you truth? Now this is a powerful scripture. Just like when one walks in righteousness, what's given? Exactly. When God gives truth, why did he give you truth? For you to operate in what? Mercy of God. You see how they're partners? Imagine reading the Word of God and mercy is not the partner of that truth. Isn't that sad? Can you see someone? Isn't that sad? That God gave knowledge or truth on the basis for you to learn mercy. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Very powerful scripture. Can you see it now? That when you walk righteously with the Lord, what happens? God gives you peace or a rest. When you read truth for mercy to be birthed in you, that's when you've read the true word of God. One sec, please. Proverbs eleven seventeen, please. And that's it, I promise the final one. It's <laughs> final one, that's it. Now this is very important for you to know. Now here, hands up here. Oh don't don't put your hands up. So the person who has a troubled soul, unfortunately, and there can be many troubles in many ways, I share with you the truth. This is very important for you to understand. Isn't it interesting that a person who is cruel or a person who is bitter or a person who is angry or a person who is edgy or a person who's not doesn't have the right spirit in him. I can say it like this, he's deficient of God's mercy. And isn't it interesting that he troubles his own soul? It says the merciful man does good for his own soul, but he who is cruel troubles his own flesh. You see how the Bible comes alive? Now, I'm not here to pick on anyone, but I'm just here to show you that it's not right to have a troubled soul. There's a reason behind that. It's not right. 
But when mercy is continuously washing you and cleansing you, let me tell you something. God gives the greatest peace and joy you can actually walk in. You begin to understand the doorway, the doorway for someone to have a, tr a troubled soul is because he's deficient of God's mercy. It's very powerful. When I know why truth was given to me, the other one, truth was given to me to produce mercy. Now can I ask you something? Why have you gone after truth? Why have you gone after truth? If truth was given to produce mercy that allows you to have the true heart of Christ, why have you gone after truth? For what other reason? God intended His word for mercy to be produced in you. Because that's the cross. That's where forgiveness is. That's where love is. That's how you can carry each other's burdens. And that way you fulfill the law of Christ. You begin to see mercy is the doorway for all of that because you never look down on anyone but be that helping hand. Isn't that true? When mercy is at work in you, all you'll be thinking to do is snatch people out of the fire and help them become better in Christ. You will never get stuck in any type of unforgiveness, fault-finding, attacking people, comparing, jealousy, envy. Mercy is that door. And you'll be given a good, healthy task from the Lord Jesus to operate for Him. True? Is it half asleep or is it okay? I just want to show you what the Word of God says. Truth was given so you can know the God of mercy. Because that's when you're forgiven, that's when you're cleansed, that's when your conscience is cleared, that's when He removes all the old nature from you, and that's when you can give it to others. That is the gospel in a nutshell. But isn't it interesting that the person who's a critical man, the person who's troubled in his own soul, it all goes back to his deficient of God's mercy. And the doctor, Jesus is not working on him because he doesn't need a doctor. I talk to people, nothing wrong with me, okay? Nothing wrong with you, nothing wrong with you. That's the sad part. How a person can get to that place and know there's nothing wrong with me. I believe Jesus. My friend... <laughs> when you humble yourself. <laughs> so I just share with you, you want a doctor to continuously work on you, continuously um, heal those wounds, heal your bones, spiritually I'm speaking. You must know that mercy is that door. I hope you get it. Changed my life. You know, Paul said it like this, I boast nothing but in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. I say something deeper. He boasted in the mercy. Because I don't even, be, I don't even deserve to be uh, called the apostle. But because of his grace, I am that I am. Mercy is that door. It is true. And if you want to be great in God's kingdom, which we all can, 
it begins with how you receive mercy. How you receive mercy, how you can give mercy. The one who loves, the one who's forgiven much, you see, you see how you can actually walk. So today, the Holy Spirit wants us to draw from Jesus, the Hesed of God, the loving kindness and favor and mercy of God. And can I tell you something? This is what you rely on every day. Amen? This is the doorway from Him being far off. He comes near to you now. It's very powerful. Because this door of mercy opens the door for an invitation. How many people want to have an invitation from the Lord? It's here now. Let's pray, please. Let's pray. Now, I shared with you before that the Holy Spirit came on Monday night to me in a dream and shared this with me. Mercy is the doorway for you to grow. Mercy is the doorway for you to become a complete person in Christ. But isn't it interesting that mercy was also a throne where you receive mercy, help, and grace in time of need. That is the throne of His blood. But mercy, that is the mercy seat of God. And I encourage you today, it's not a one-off thing. It's not a one-off thing. Because God will never give you something you can't handle. Our flesh has many layers. Our flesh, unfortunately, has many layers. And by continuously walking and by continuously humbling, humbling yourself through the mercy of God, He will be able to wash you thoroughly. And He will be able to cleanse you and move you from glory to glory. But you need the full package. You can't only take the good package. When you're in need of mercy, their pride is crushed. Because there you need help. Pride will never ask for help, unfortunately. <laughs> Pride will never ask for help. That's why he's telling them, you, you, you don't need a doctor. Because you'll never ask for help. Unfortunately. So humble yourselves. Because mercy is the doorway and the recipe for every breakthrough and for you to have a healthy relationship with the Lord. Mercy asks for help. And he cried even louder. He said he cried twice. And he said, be of good cheer. You're going to see him now. Mercy uh, allows Jesus to be sensitive to you because there he knows that you've come to him now. Your pride is crushed. So open your hands. I pray for you while we pray together. And this is, a, this is something for you to understand. This is what the Holy Spirit is interested with how you receive true mercy on a daily basis. Lord Jesus, we honor you today and we enter your throne of grace by the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus 
to receive mercy, help, and grace in time of need. Lord, we are in time of need every day. And we ask you, Lord, by your spirit of grace, that you allow mercy to continuously allow us to grow and be mature, not lacking any good thing. Lord, I pray from today that any other truth that we went after where the foundation is not mercy, I pray that you guide us again and you realign our path so we can be birthed with truth for your mercy. I pray this prayer, Lord, for every soul here that they may know your covenant of mercy that is from generation to generation that was established at the cross. Jesus, I pray this prayer, Holy Spirit, that you transform them and that they go after your truth on one basis that they may learn that you are the God of mercy. Thank you, Lord. I pray that we can all be changed because we have been created perfect in the image of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I pray from today, you change our approach and allow mercy to be the reason in how we contact you and how we get results and how we grow in you, Lord. I pray for every person here today, Lord, that your will be done. I thank you that you're transforming our hearts and allowing us to become the true vessel that you called us to be. We bless your name, Jesus. And we thank you for your truth that transforms us and makes us just like you. Amen. Amen.